You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Benunisim of Gerona, who was a student in the Spanish school, closer to Rabbeinu Yona probably in philosophy than, than he would be to Raul Bag. But here is his here is his statement in the in his Droshot. This is from the eleventh Drosh of the Ran. Uh, by the way, Art Scroll uh, I know is is a big Yeduahu ki amin haanushi tzorach l'shofet sheyishbot bein protov. We, by definition, need an arbiter. We are selfish in what we own and what we expect to be ours. We would just just swallow ourselves. We never an arbiter. Each one would just grab, despite the fact that we consider ourselves civilized. And the whole basic community would, would fall apart if there aren't some arbiters between people in a civil case. And the truth is, every country needs to have some sort of ruling system. Even thieves have some sort of rules between them. We need to have a full system of, of, of the, that governs details and aspects of our life, just like every other nation. Why? Because we are who we are. We are people, the Ron says, that just as we saw in last week's Parsha, before Matantar, before, we're people who get into fights. And, and, and each person sees things from their own perspective. And therefore, we need to have rules that we all agree to ascribe to and judges that we submit to. But, there's another reason why we need Mishpat. The other reason is, is because we unlike the rest of the world, have to live according to the rules of the Torah. And we need someone, now listen to what he's saying here, even if we wouldn't be Torah Jews, we would have judges and police and empowerments in order to keep a civil unit in line. But besides that, we also are the people who accepted the Torah. And the Torah, of course, has punishments and those punishments don't mean anything unless there's a bite to it, which is someone's going to give you a lashes. Someone's going to put you to death. But there's no question about it that on a, on, on a theoretical level, the fact that somebody is eating chalev, oh no, he's ruining the social fabric of things. We need to go take him to the court and 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 and, un, and reveal his back and put lashes on it. There's, the guy has done nothing against the country, against the society. But we need to do that, otherwise people don't believe the Torah means anything. There's always going to be two ideas that are 
around. There's one thing that, based on what he calls natural law, there's the mishpat, just the truth of the way things should be. So you need to be punished for the violation. That could happen. Not because what you did was inherently wrong, but because for the greater good of what this act means in this particular time. That's two types of punishments. One punishment is because this is obviously goes against the social norm of what any society that could function and be honest could live by. And there's another type of punishment, which clearly is is instituted because of some national need at this moment. And then he says, Both of these punishments are actually carried out by two different groups. For example, the shoftim or there, lishpora mishpora tzodek amiti. That's the stuff that's essentially true. Bolivar shoftem ela ezer dabe yismanu em kolchem gadol. Tachos minuim kedushal zamim mishpat tzodek amiti baatzma. Laws that are essentially logically correct that no real society can function without it. But then there's something else. He says, and this is the important part. They can never do more than that. But a country cannot exist with adherence just to certain constitutional laws that are in the abstract, that are based on a, a concept of what a community needs to be. It can't work. Because there's always going to be changes that occur because of a specific situation, a specific virus, a specific enemy, a specific outbreak of other people doing stuff. So therefore, God said besides the shoftim, there's the din of the melech. The melech is the one that can somehow, the king has the power to create these over and beyond what's considered natural law, what's necessary for this time. He says, Let's take one of the last witnesses who have come to tell us about a murder. So we say, let me read it again. Do you guys knew who he was? Yes. Who was the victim? Well, and again, this doesn't sound politically correct for today. Was it a Jew that he killed or a non-Jew? Okay, they'll tell us a Jew. Then we ask them, Hisraisim, did you warn him? Did he know the severity of his actions? Was his passion so overwhelming that he perhaps was acting so rashly? No, we warned him. Hmm. Then we asked another question. Did he understand what you were saying? Did he hear you? Yes, he did, Your Honor. Your Honors. Yes. Okay. 
did you tell him that this act that he's doing, he's trying to stab, that if he puts that knife into him and we saw it and we warned him, he will now be punished by death. He, we will take him to the Besdin and Besdin will hear our testimony and it will result in his death. Is he ready to die for it? Yes, he did. He said that. Then we ask, did the action occur within your warning or was it like an hour later? No, it happened right away. Those Rabbi are all, Kivalevich, yes. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, it, this seems... Those are, not, those are part of essential natural law in order to who you can who you can punish for murder. You need to know true, there's a uh, Mo killed Larry. Larry is lying on the ground dead. To take Mo's life is not going to bring Larry back. Right? Now you do want to make sure there aren't going to be any more Larrys that are going to be dead. But in order to kill Mo, you need to make sure that he realized what he was doing. That's called mishpat sodek amiti ba'atzma. That has nothing to do with utilitarian or a specific time of the year or the place or a time. That, that is ab, in the abstract. It makes sense. If humans, we know they have, there's rage, there's arguments, that makes sense in terms of putting a person to death. Avol, and here's where the Ran is radical. If we stick according to what's called the natural understanding from a stoic, logical perspective, what's going to happen? There will not, the Ran says, be a normal actual um, uh, practical political social life. Because what's going to happen is people will get off for murder, which is happening many places now. No one's going to be afraid. That's why there's kings. There's a big debate why we need kings. Abarbanel, of course, was famous for his argument based on what he saw in the corruption of kings in his time, whether it was in Spain and Portugal, that this was something that was really uh, an option for Jewish people, but he disagreed with the Rambam that it's a mitzvah. The Ran is explaining why it's essential. Because we are humans. And the, the, the abstract or sort of the logical, ethical law doesn't work in the gritty reality. Because what happens is, Iran says, is that if people are going to get off for murder, and what's going to happen is you're going to have a situation where everybody takes advantage. There wasn't Hasra. No Hasra, you're off. Okay, right? So for that, you need the Melech. Shehi mitzvah. It's not just like the Barbanel says. It's a mitzvah. A melech can say, as far as I'm concerned, you know what? This guy's dying. I don't care. 
I don't care if he got us front. We know that he wanted him dead. We know that he wanted him dead. Okay, look, OJ, we know you wanted you wanted Goldman dead. Okay, you didn't have us front. We can still put you to death. Otherwise, we're going to have everybody killing people. Okay, you're right. You shouldn't have been fooling around with your wife. Okay, so are we going to go let everyone kill somebody who's fooling around with their wife? Take the law in their hands? Everybody's going to be, people are going to be dead all over the place. So basically, we need kings and they need kings because everybody needs a cedar Medina as well. So they need mishpatim that are logical, yes. And they also need they also need a para law, a law above that that needs to be imposed at certain times by the king. Now, meaning, and this is really the chiddush here, that there actually exists two simultaneous courts. The Ron is very unique here in what he's about to say. The Ron says that there are two simultaneous courts that exist in our society. There is a ethical, religious, but it's not definitely religious. It's based on natural law court. And the truth is that if you would be writing it in the abstract on a sheet of paper, Maybe all the nations should have something like that, but they don't. We have both. What we have is Mishpat Sedek, which means based on, like you heard before, was there Asra? Was there, was there, was, who was it? Did he accept Asra? And that is the truth, Sadiqim. But we also have another system, a system that the government, the king, or the, and this is where it gets interesting, the government that replaces the king sets up. We know, and this is, there are certain things which have nothing to do, like I said before, eating chalev, wearing shatnes. We know that we have that. We know that we have a whole section of religious law that that basically meld with judicial law. We have religious law, and if we have the way the Sanhedrin was supposed to be, people being killed for Chil Shabbos, people being given makos for eating Chelev and Chazir, and we know that none of that is really part of anything about making society better. Why do we have them involved in that? Because we know from God that if we live and don't eat chazir and we don't wear shatnes and we keep Shabbos, then the power of God and his influence is connected to us. Now, Sometimes we know that's happening, that God is coming close to us. Where is that? That, of course, is with the Corbonos. And the Corbonos, we know that this isn't just some sort of mystical mumbo-jumbo. Everyone recognized Corbonos was a sense of holiness and that we knew what it was for. 
that this keeps God closer to us. Or, there's other things that we keep in our Jewish life. Like I said, shatnez, chazir, we don't know the reason behind that. But we know one thing. But we know that by keeping them, somehow a, a, a human being that keeps kashras is a holier human being. And God is more connected to that person. We can't figure out why a man who, does, who puts, doesn't put pig in his system is somehow more protected by God than someone who isn't. We don't know. It's not for us to understand. The Ein Bezepela. We shouldn't be so surprised that we don't understand why it's so crucial not to put Chazer in our system. We don't understand the way a lot of the physical world works. But we know it works. Im it should, we should admit that it's beyond us to understand why somehow God's influence is stronger and connected to us when we keep these mitzvahs, which, as I said before, if you do them, uh, if you do them, uh, uh, if you violate them, and if you violate them openly with witnesses, our court system will punish you for that. In that way, no, none of the non, even when we say the non-Jews, of course, they do have something called Eber Menachai, uh, which the Ron seems to have not been dealing with. Law system is about, can we survive as a society and get along with each other? So now the Ron says, if you agree with me so far, Lafika Hani Silver, the same way we know if a person, we know eating chazer has nothing to do with logic, has nothing to do with a better society. But they are a, a, they are a primal reason. That we and we and we we make sure people don't eat chazer, and we punish people who eat chazer, and we give lashes to people who eat chazer, and the reason why we put the the bite into that is because we know that by having such a system, using human beings to enforce it, we are encouraging and promoting, vouchsafing the idea of the shefa of God, Cain mishpatei Torah. Parshas Mishpatim and all its interesting civil intricacies, just like you heard before about the law of witnesses, of, 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 of warning, and what's necessary, the bar, the high bar that we set before we can punish a person to death. They are important. They're in the middle somewhere. The laws in Sefer Mishpatim about a shomer, about a person of who gets who gets put to death. If he, if if if, he, if an eved, if an eved, the idea of the, the of, of of an eved going free. If you knock out his tooth, 
all those laws, which seem to be civil law, the Ran is saying they aren't really civil law. Not really. They're not actual practical civil laws. They are Mishutafim. They are, in a way, a hybrid. They're a hybrid between having a society with God in it, the kibbutz is what the king does. The king is, is, has, meets with his cabinet and says, okay, let's look at this community now. What are we going to do? Are we going to lift the tariffs or not? Are we going to continue to punish everybody who does this or not? Are we going to change things? We, right? That's what the king is doing. And that'll change week by week, depending on what the people need. Then there's the Beis Hamikdash. There's eating, not eating chazer. That's all about the Shefa. The Ran, let me read it again to you. The Mishpatei Torah, Yesh Lachem Bezeb Mavogodol. The Mishpatim are also not just a way to govern society because the Ran feels they don't do enough. They can't do enough. That doesn't mean judges weren't experts in it. But those were almost like priests and not judges. It's in the middle, and he thinks more towards a Kohen, a Shofet who knows the laws of Sefer, a Parshas Mishpatim, who knows exactly what a Shomer Chinam is Chayef for, what a Shomer Sacher is Chayef for, and what do you do with a Boba Machteris? All of those things, which are civil law, are really more and less than civil law. They're closer to religious ritual law that is also policed and punished by a bezdin. He says that it's not, he says, it could be it's somewhere in the middle. Let's read it again. It's like somewhere like a partnership between Sibas which means uh, something we do to be holy, or tikun inyan kibutseno, or something we do to keep our, uh, our our messy argumentative society all in one. If you think about it, they actually the needle is actually closer. I think it's probably closer to something more spiritual, something more like connected to God by going to that judge and learning about it and accepting that psaac, even though you can't live by it, it actually is something that by understanding it, and if we do meet it out, we actually become closer to God, more than we are necessarily correcting the practical reality on the ground. Is, you know, is that kind of parallel to saying all mitzvot are chukim, or... In a, in a way, or mitzvot are existing in some beautiful abstract that the best part, the better part of our, 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 our self could accept. And in this perfect world, we, we can maybe live this way, but, but we really can't because of the practical world. You know what really keeps a country going? Hamelech. Asher the king that we pick, he's got to be there finishing off and sometimes altering and sometimes adjusting the mishpatim of the Torah. 
No. Aval hashoftim ba Sanhedrin. So you can go to them if you want, which would be, you go to that court, which is Tzodek Ba'atzmo, because that's existing according to God's own important na- version of what natural law should be. Natural law is created by God. That what flows from it, by submitting to it, the same way we kept, we didn't need Chazer, and we were more holy, by going to the judge and hearing the psak about uh, a Shomer Socher, or hearing what a Modeb Mikzas does, that he has to take a Shvua, that strengthens the Dveikus of God with us. Yishwa Mimenu Lagamri. Now, does it really help the greater society or not? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. There's still people out there that are going to murder or take advantage. But, but there still is this godliness that we, we understand the idea and we go to this judge who, give, who dispenses it. It's possible to say, the Ron says, that in some ways, the laws and the dinam of the nations is better. That if we take a look and we want to try to create a government for Jews, we might be able to find a better exemplar in what's going on by the non-Jews based on their systems that they've developed in history, in other words, when you want to try to formulate the basis of a modern society, you might want to look as, a, as, as, as an, a sample to that, what's going on in some of the more civilized non-Jewish countries than you would from the Torah. This doesn't mean that we're missing something. Because even though, in some ways, ooh, this murder is going on. Oh, you know what? That's the only time you're going to, the Ganef is getting off, but all these Ganefs are happening. The Shomrim are running wild. The king can say, I hereby decree that you're going to come to me now. The king would somehow, you know, try to work together with this other system, but he would be there with his advisors, making sure that society is not getting out of hand. In one way, we are greater than all these other nations. Why? Because we have God who gave us these laws, which we know if we analyze them, represent natural law and pure righteousness the way it should be, had it not been for people's fickleness. That's why it's called Mishpat Sedek. And if we go to such a court, so it's true, it might not be, it's definitely the way that if we continue these courts, 
it's as if we eliminate them and put them only into the world of scholarship, they don't really exist. So the Ran actually has this idea, it seems, that there were two systems that were happening at the same time. There was sort of like this, this, this system of, of Torah courts and secular courts. In many ways, the secular courts could overrule what was happening there, especially when they saw that the Torah courts were un- unable to be able to truly govern govern in a way that, that society wasn't out of control. And he says, think about it. Where do we put the head of the Jewish court system? Where is he? Where, where do we put that, that, that august body? Where, where are they located? He says, We put it right where is the is the is the most symbolic and real place where we say God touches the planet, which is by the Kodesh, near not that far from the Kodesh Hakdoshim, from the holiest spot that some people say in the whole universe where creation, according to the Medrash, started from from that spot. That's that's where they were. That was a special uh, a a a a, a uh, the chamber of hewn stone, right? That's the chamber that was right by the, the, the Azara. It was just a stone's throw from the from the from the Gemara says when the Sanhedrin himself saw that their system wasn't working, that there had been an overload an overload of murders, of people getting off because of this elevated system, Umru, what they said, Nigla, Me'arin, we should leave our spot. Why? Because now we don't have power. Because our system, we're going to pull the plug on it. And therefore they left. They left the Lishka Sagazis because they realized that it was a complete it was a complete uh, to have it. Um, and he says, that's why um, the Gemara keeps on equating a judge to God. A judge who judge, judges properly, so the Shechina could be upon him. What does that have to do with the Shechina? Right? It has to do with, 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 with doesn't have to do with normal logic. No, the answer is God created these these mishpatim in order for us to study them. In order not only to study them, but to actually that when we when we submit to them, we actually inculcate them, and in a way, God becomes closer to us. The Gemara makes these incredible statements that if you are a good judge, then it's as if you're God's partner. Because, why? Because he says this is what it means. Just like my Siberatius means God in his energy creates and God influences and from his essence, everything is created. So when you judge according to Torah law, that same influence that created the world 
God's power becomes more paramount here. Whether the, the actual society seems like it's more intact or not. The same way when you eat chazer, hey, you think you're a better human being? Are you nicer? Uh, do you somehow, are you, do you, do you take in, do you shovel this guy's snow more than you would because you ate, because you didn't eat chazer? Well, I don't know. Doesn't really make a difference. We have to believe that somehow we are closer to God because of it. He says, in the same way, if we keep these laws and have this system, we are going to be, God is more paramount in the world than he is otherwise, whether the statistics of murders indicate that or not. Wait, doesn't that go against what you just said? A little? This. Um, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that the Sanhedrin does this, not the Melech. The Gemara says, he says, don't ask on me what it says in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov Omer, Shamati, Shebezdin makin ve'onchen shavom in That Bezdin can sometimes decide, hey, we know we didn't have two witnesses, but in this case, we're going to punish you. Oh, we know we're going to kill all those witches, even though we didn't have enough evidence, because there's too much witchcraft going on. Lo lavor al not that we're going to abrogate the Torah, but we need to protect the Torah here because there's so much witchcraft going on. So we're going to kill witches, as the Gemara says, even if there wasn't two witnesses. Anyway, that's the Gemara he's referring to. So he says, you look at that Gemara, Niramimen, who looks from this Gemara, it sounds like it's not that there's this parallel justice system that's done by the king. It sounds like Bezdin itself has to wear two hats. So he says, that's not true. Ain't okay. Aval bizman sheyu bisrol Sanhedrin melech. If there's a king, they stay out of that. A Sanhedrin takes care of only mishpat tzedek. They don't go any further. Now, the king has a right to appoint them as his agents to do a job, the same way the government outsources stuff. But it comes from the power of the king if there's a king. But he says, Avokasher, but now what happens when we lost the kingship? What happens at the time? There is no real central government. There's no central government. So what we but we still are left with a, a justice system. They still, whoever is helping us, whoever is allowing us to live in a certain place and gives us autonomy, like happened in ancient Israel and in Spain and in places in Europe before the Enlightenment. So there, the Shofate can decide to uh, develop for the times some extra legal laws that are more in line with keeping the peace and, and, and the reality in front of them. That's, uh, when there's no Melech, then the Shofate has both. He has the Koach HaMelech in him. But when there is a king, they don't have that right. They need to stay away from that. You could say that Bezdin is the ultimate arbiter about anything that has to do with mitzvahs. Anything that has to do with ritual law, Shatnez, Chazir, Shabbos, 
they will punish and sometimes go further. What did I say the Gemara was talking about? Witchcraft. Witchcraft has nothing to do with really Beinodim L'chavero. It's Beinodim L'mokom. It says in the Torah that you you're not allowed to, you don't suffer a witch to live. Okay. There, Bezdin can decide, even without the Melech, you know what? We need to be more machmer. Witchcraft is cropping up. We need to kill more witches. Okay, even though we don't have witnesses. Okay, okay, fine. But something that has to do with, with, with civil law exactly, whether it's murder or theft or any sort of contracts between people, then Bezdin only takes care of Tzodek. They only take care of pure, essential Torah law, the way it's formulated and in the pure, natural law system of the Torah, in the rarefied air. And that's Mishpatzedek. But any other sort of addition that we're going to change things, that we're going to somehow say that anybody who's a Shomer needs to take a Shavua or something like that, or anybody, all animals, uh, there's no such thing as Chatzinesek anymore. Let's say we need to say that because animals are out of control. That can't be done by Bezdin. That can only be done by some governing force, not by a Shofit. Now, based on this principle of the Ran, which Rav Gorin in night, when he way before he was ever chief rabbi, suggested that this could be the basis for the governing of the Jewish state that was going to happen. State, the British were going to leave. The Jews would now fill the vacuum. What sort of court system would they have? Could they have a court system? that was against the Torah. Everything about the Western court system, including women as witnesses, women as judges, all of that had been accepted by all all Western society. Could they have a system where they wouldn't allow a non-Jew to testify? Rav Gorin says, even though there, it's going to be difficult, we could come up with a court, a whole new court system based on Torah. And yet, it will not in any way be against the citizenship of any non-Jew, in other words, every non-Jew is a citizen here, will still be given 100% equal benefits. Now, what are you going to do with the laws of testimony? What are you going to do with the laws of, of, of who can be a judge? What are we going to do to be able to come up with a way that this could work? So he says, I, they are not bate din. They're called bate mishpat. And the reason they work 
is because the tzibur as a whole needs them. Now, there's Bate Mishpat and Bate Din. They're not going to be called Bez Din. Din is Torah. Mishpat is something else. These Bate Mishpat will not be connected to Dinam of the Torah. They will be only about dealing with things based on good logic and what needs to happen and for society to function well. That's what these Bate Mishpat are. Rav Goran felt he saw in the Gemara these Bate Dinam in Surya that were also doing things that way. Rabbi Kevilevich? Yes. Is, is he... Rashba first. The Rashba writes in the Tshuva that if the Bezdin sees that the witnesses seem to be honest people, they have a right to employ any punishment they want because the world needs it. If we would just follow Sefer Mishpatim, Parshas Mishpatim, and all the other parts of the Torah, for example, it's only, look, like in this week's Parsha, how much you pay for hitting someone. And that's the way you would do stuff. The Rashba says, that the world couldn't stand. Because we know that in order to get someone to pay for, for hitting someone, you need witnesses. Were the witnesses, did they warn him? Are the witnesses kosher? In fact, he says, if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara says, Yerushalayim was destroyed because they stuck only to Din Torah. What does that mean, the Rashba says? The Rashba says it means because they, they weren't inventive. They, they kept things in that rarefied area and they let things get out of hand. So it turns out that they think that they are, they are from, but they're actually destroying things, the Rashba wrote. And it turns out the world, this is the Rashba talking, that the world ended up, and that's why the Hurban occurred. In other words, the Horban occurred is because they allowed civil society to go to hell. So therefore, a Kaddish Baruch Hu took away the Shef Eloki. And then he quotes Aran, Bob. And this is what the Ran writes in the Drashos. And he quotes the Ran here to show that there could be this separate system. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he says that based on this Rashba and Ran, that what we need is, first of all, to tell people that this is a government that the Torah sanctions. To say that the Torah has nothing to say about civil law, Rav Goren felt, is a big problem. It's a big problem. 
Because that means you're admitting that the Torah has nothing, that basically the Torah is some sort of ancient thing that the rabbis with their long beards are involved in. Rav Goran feels without a king, we don't need a king. Because the Melech is only, the Rav Goran says, a, a reflection of this community. Okay, so we don't have a king, but we have a community. So we decided not to have a king, so we have a prime minister. It's the same thing. It doesn't have to be necessarily a king. It has to be whatever they decide is going to rule them and create this overarching protection. And therefore, we need, Rav Goran said, and he wrote this you know, as a relatively young man, we need to have a, a reality where life in a Jewish state is sanctioned by the Torah. And the laws are something the Torah can agree with. In order to do that, he says, We need to take the power of what it means to be a king. And that comes from the whole nation itself. The whole nation has the power to, the king represents in totality the will of, the, of all the people and to come up with laws, which are different. And they are different about money. They're different about what we consider, whether it's rape, whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, hate crimes, whether it, whatever offense it is that we feel it is. And we have to come up with ways that, that we can allow witnesses to, to testify, even though they're not Jewish, and we have lower standards of Asra, because that's what's necessary. And he says, even without that, he says that there are international reasons for whatever government we have that we have to give complete and total rights to everyone who is a citizen in this country. No matter who they are, Jew, non-Jew, this. And we proudly say that it is in line with what the Ran says, what the Rajput says, then we could have a real Torah society. Now, there'll still be a Bezdin, there's still going to be Batay Dinim, and those would represent like the Ran's sort of holy place. And they would be still operating there as, as, a, as a place to generate holiness within us that we still need, even if we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. But this other greater system would be the system that he feels was necessary. And this, is, this was his challenge. And he wrote the letter as sort of a challenge to society and specifically to Rav Herzog, who at this time was the chief rabbi. So a, a position that Rav Goran himself, um, you know, 30, 25 years later, uh, happened with him. Um, so what we need to really develop is was the Ron and the Maverick? Is it possible that we maybe we don't appreciate the Torah itself? According to the Ron, there's this whole other power, the power beyond the Torah, the power that the Torah gives to the Melech, the power that Rav Goran wants to see as Medina Yisrael. 
question for us is, is he right? Is the Torah just an abstract aspect of natural law? Or is it contained in the Mishpat Torah, the secret of actually, we don't really need another other system. So that's really the question that I want to leave you with tonight. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 